now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Over the Line. We are back. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I feel like my ears need to pop. We're back, man. We've been gone a minute. Labor Day absolutely screwed us up. As you see, special effects playing in the background that didn't need to be playing. Um, it's It's been a... It's been a rough week, let's say that. Uh, we've had several things come up. Uh, I was out of town. I did a little Twitch stream. For those of you that follow me on Twitch, you saw a little Twitch stream yesterday from me. I was in Huntsville, uh, and I tried to stream from there, but Twitch kept kicking me off because I was doing it from my phone and some, 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 whatever. So we didn't get it done. But never fear, because we are back. And I'm here uh, with a special Thursday show for very, very important reasons. The reasons that you probably already know, according to this title. Now, first off, before we get started, this will be a very interactive show, as I'm just getting back. I've done no-show prep. Everything I do today, tonight, is going to be right off the top of my head. So get prepared for that. Also, we'll have some new listeners. Uh, if you are, in fact, listening to this show for the first time, Thank you, and I hope if you're one of the people that got my business card, got the, the card for the over the line, uh, thank you for actually following through and checking this out. It actually means a lot to me that you would do that. Uh, let's see. Let me put on here. We're live on Twitch. Talking. Um... What did I put? Let's see. There's a new mandate. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Let me just put... We're live on Twitch. Uh, search OTL show. That'll be enough. Very short and sweet, huh? Let me copy that, post that, post that. Oh my god, I need a charger. My phone's about to die. Uh, so now I gotta put in another request, and we are done. I guess I need to call Trish, because she's not... She is not going to see a friggin' text message. We've got family over from across the state, from across the country, really. So it's a little chaotic over here at the Over the Line Studios. Babe? Hello? Hey. Hey, did you call me on purpose? Y yes, I need a charger. I mean, you're like live on the show. Yeah, you're live on the show right now, but oh. I need to charge. Hello, everybody. Okay. Hello, no everybody. All right, thank Hello, you. everybody. Love you, Uncle. Bye. Do y'all do that too when you talk to your significant other? Y'all just like when you're trying to avoid that awkward moment of getting off the phone, so you just talk all over each other. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye. That's what we do. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Sorry about this week. I know it was um, it was crazy, so my apologies. We'll try and make sure that doesn't happen again. I know we do that often, and that's on me, 100% on me, but I'm glad to be back. Uh, Joe Biden has, he came out with a, a press conference today, and 
we all knew that this press conference was coming. So the news of the day was guessing what Joe Biden's um, Joe Biden was going to say. Sorry, I'm trying to plug up this phone. We knew it had to do with COVID. And a lot of times when they do these press conferences, they'll they'll kind of leak out some information here and there to get people prepared for what he's about to say, especially if it's something earth-shattering like he did today. And so a lot of people knew it was going to have something to do with uh, COVID mandates. And <laughs> did it ever. Did it ever. Um Shocking, to say the least, and, and not shocking because it's coming from Joe Biden. It, w- it was shocking to see an American president uh, involved in that much governmental overreach. It's something that we've warned, and I say we as in conservative talkers, we've warned about that for years. A lot of you guys You may not have a talk show or a podcast, but you've talked about it for years. We knew that the left was capable of things like this. And this is small potatoes compared to the direction they could go with this. Just look at Australia. We may look into some of Australia later in the show. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's just play you what Joe Biden said. Let Let me go find it. Again, I have no show prep. This is spur of the moment. And... I'm just doing what I do best, and that is fly by the seat of my pants. And why is everything Joe Biden, even his freaking Facebook page is complicated? Why is there, why is it only showing one? He's got two of them. People. Joe Biden. Popular now. So why is this? All right, screw it. Screw you, Joe Biden. Let me pull it up over here. Everything's going to be a headache. All right, where's your speech at? Where's your stupid little speech? All right, three hours ago. This seems to be it. All right, I'm going to have to kind of flip through this thing to find out exactly where it is, where he's talking about this, but I want you to hear it firsthand because this is... This is very important, and this is a very important time for us in this country for our history, okay? So this is going to be things, th- this moment is going to be something that we are going to be using as an example to our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids and say, hey, this right here, this is the moment when you know your government has very, very bad intentions, Unfortunately, we're seeing that now, and it's up to us to fight back against it and to teach our children when to spot this stuff when it happens, because it'll happen again. If we stop it, it will happen again, because this is what they want. All right, let me move over here and take it away, creepy Uncle Joe. Free vaccines have been available in 80,000 different locations we still have nearly 80 million Americans who have failed to get the shot. And to make matters worse, there are elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19. Instead of encouraging people to get vaccinated and mask up, they're ordering mobile morgues 
for the unvaccinated dying from COVID in their communities. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to what he's saying. First of all, everybody, every politician of all sides are encouraging people to get the vaccine. Now, they're not spending 24-7 on it because they have come to the conclusion that reality is the people that have gotten the vaccine are the ones that want to get it. The people that have not gotten the vaccine are the people that don't want to get it. No speech from Joe Biden or Jen Psaki or Charles Barkley or anybody else is going to change anybody's mind at this point. So what they've done is in saying, hey, I got the COVID vaccine, you should too. They're moving on to other things, other crises that Joe Biden is creating, like stranding Americans in terrorist-ridden Afghanistan. He literally left Americans in a country whose government is now a terrorist organization, one that we basically propped up. That's so twice in a row now we've we've literally created Afghanistan's form of government. You don't think we created these terrorist groups? We definitely put them in the position to run these countries, to be their government. All right, go on, Joe. I'm not trying to hold you up. This is totally unacceptable. Third, if you wonder how all this adds up, here's the math. The vast majority of Americans are doing the right thing. Nearly three-quarters of the eligible have gotten... Yada, 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 yada. Get down to the, the, the brass tacks. No malarkey. It's not nearly as bad as last winter. Allow these actions to stand in the way of protecting the large majority of those actions you can read more about in whitehouse.gov. All right, here we go. Children to go to school safely. So, the time for waiting is over. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. Can we just notice the irony here and how the, how the situation has literally flip-flopped, okay? It's not about freedom, Joe Biden says. Screw your freedom. This is about protecting others, protecting life, okay? These are the same people that preach to us that the government has no business dictating your health care, a.k.a. your abortion. Okay. Now, why why are we against abortion on a large, unrestricted scale? Well, because we want to protect life, correct? But the left's excuse is, no, it's my health care, it's my body, it's my choice. It's America, and we have the freedom to choose what's best for ourselves and our bodies. And now, it's a complete 180. A complete 180. I know that seems like a talking point, saying my body, my choice at this point, but it cannot be stated enough because it's so true. It's it, The irony is almost unbearable. My job as president is to protect all Americans. Except the Americans that are stranded in Afghanistan. Outside of those people, then it's his job to protect all Americans, mostly the ones that are here. So tonight... I'm announcing that the Department of Labor 
is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? show a negative test at least once a week. You hear that? That is a president of the United States telling private companies that they must make certain health care choices, force certain health care choices onto their employees. Because why? Because one single branch of the government said so with zero oversight from the rest. The executive branch said so. Congress so far has had no say-so. The Supreme Court so far has had no say-so. But Joe Biden says, you and your company will vaccinate all of your employees. And why this arbitrary number of 100? Why, why, what's, what's the difference? Do we, do we not care about the vaccination status of, of, uh, of, of employers and, and, and companies that have 99 employees? What about the companies that do have exactly 100 employees or 105? Are you going to force them to fire six people so they can have 99 and they don't have to make this decision? What a dangerous president to set. What a dangerous decision is this? You could absolutely wreck the economy. Think about the healthcare system. We're seeing nurses all over the place that are quitting their job, their career, because they refuse to be forced into this vaccine. And it should be very disturbing to everyone that there are healthcare workers that are denying the vaccine. It's not just us backwards MAGA hat wearing hillbillies. They're quitting their job. So you're going to go and you're going to force hospitals to force their nurses to get the vaccine? And what happens when a bunch of them quit? What happens with when 15% of them quit? Just 15%. You're already telling me the hospitals are strained. They're short-staffed. There's not enough beds, whatever that means. We don't have a shortage of beds in this country, by the way. You've got to assign so many... So many healthcare workers to a bed, and that's what they mean by that. Yes, Joe Biden is a real dictator. So, what happens if uh, healthcare workers start quitting? Isn't that counterproductive? And what are you going to do to force hospitals into this? A lot of hospitals, if not most hospitals, are already taking this this action. But that's why these hospitals are hurting. They're running off their employees. The only the only uh, ability that the government has to force hospitals to mandate vaccines is to threaten to not pay them for Medicaid and Medicare and just tell them, all right, if you don't do what we say, we're not, we're not paying for the, the Medicare bills. And so who do you affect then? Might probably affect the people on Medicare as the hospital's like, well, they're not going to pay for it, so we can't see you. Well, what are you going to do? 
maybe that'll make room for uh, the fact that they're short-staffed because so many employees has qu have quit. This is insanity. This is crazy. The vaccine's fine. Get the vaccine. It's not a big deal, but it's so much more than that now. There's so many people that don't need the vaccine. There's so many people that could really get harmed from the vaccine. And we're supposed to rely on the government's list of a couple exemptions if you're not going to get it. What about the people that my, my cousin and my friend who just recently recovered from COVID? They got no business getting this stupid vaccine. But if you want to work, you're going to have to do it. If you want to go to a football game, you want to go to a movie theater, you're going to have to do it. You remember how up in arms we all got about vaccine passports? Well, this is this is where we're going. We're, we're closer to vaccine passports than we've been this whole time. Because what is it? What, what, how are you going to prove it? He goes on in this speech and talks about that. Talks about different venues, sporting events and such. They need to require vaccination for people to attend. Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this. United Airlines, Disney, Tyson's Food, and even Fox News. And even Fox News. Oh, my goodness. You know? It's like it's like Joe has woken up from a slumber after being chronologically frozen for 20 years, right? And he's coming back. <laughs> he's acting like conservatives or Trump supporters actually care about Fox News now. Like, nobody likes Fox News anymore. Nobody's surprised that Fox News is mandating uh, a vaccine. The bottom line. We're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. We're going to reduce the spread of COVID-19 by increasing the share of the workforce. We're going we're gonna to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated workers? How are you going to do that, Joe? How are you going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated workers? You going to explain? Here's a spoiler. He doesn't explain. Nowhere in the speech does he explain how unvaccinated people are a danger to vaccinated people. If anything, vaccinated people are a danger to unvaccinated people because guess what? They can still spread it. And if you're around a bunch of vaccinated people, they could infect you and you could possibly get severely ill. You've got a 25 times, you're 25 times more likely to get sick from COVID if you're unvaccinated than if you're vaccinated. 25 times, that seems astronomical. But it's really not when you're really multiplying 0.001 to, by 25, then it's really only like 0 0.025, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Unvaccinated people are putting vaccinated people at risk. He actually said that. That was a real thing. ...that is vaccinated in businesses all across America. My plan will extend the vaccination requirements that I previously issued in the healthcare field. Already, I've announced, we'll be requiring vaccinations at all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. 
Tonight, I'm using that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, or other medical facilities. A total of 17 million health care workers. If you're seeking care at a health facility, you should be able to know that the people treating you are vaccinated. What does it matter? What does it matter if they're vaccinated? They can still give it to your grandma. They can still give it to your grandpa, even if they're vaccinated. But you heard him state, hey, I've got the authority to do this. Medicare, Medicaid, I can take it away from them. He points that out. He points out that he's got the authority to do that, but he doesn't point out he's got the authority to do the other things he's saying. Why? Because he doesn't have the authority to do it. The reason he's got any authority over the healthcare system is because the government pays the bills for some patients in the healthcare system. And the healthcare system is already struggling. So when these mandates go into place because employers have no choice, they either shut down the nursing home or they force vaccines on their employees, employees will quit. You might as well start getting ready to take care of your 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 mom and your dad, your grandma and your grandpa. Because they're going to have to come home. They're not going to be able to stay in the nursing home. But you'll be able to stay at home with them because you've had to quit your job. Because they're forcing a vaccine on you that you don't want. Simple, straightforward, period. Next, I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated. All. And I've signed another executive order that will require federal contract. Wait, 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 You're signing an executive order to make sure everybody in the executive branch is vaccinated? Now, the executive branch is the president, right? So, everybody within the executive branch, I would assume, just means what? The West Wing? Everybody at the White House? Why would you need to sign an executive order if everybody there's already been vaccinated like we've been told? That's weird. You mean to tell me that there's people working within the White House that have not gotten vaccinated, even though that's all that's been talked about? Anybody that hasn't gotten vaccinated at this point has some sort of hesitancy. Everybody that has not been vaccinated at this this point has one or more reasons to not get it. One or more questions about the vaccine, that's why they haven't gotten it. Does it bother anyone that people in the White House, in the West Wing, don't even want to get it? Factors to do the same. If you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. Contractors as well. Back to money. This is the only thing they can hold over people, and it is the money that they are paying to certain entities not their money our money and so if there's a government contractor if you're just a regular old business and you happen to get a government contract to build freaking fencing for the white house 
and you're just a small time a deal and you've got six employees. You now have to vaccinate everyone at your place of work. Otherwise, you're going to lose that contract. And likely, especially if you're a small business, that contract is a big deal for you. Because we know the amount of wasteful spending that goes on. You're probably making a lot of money off that contract. So now you have to make a decision. That is, drop the government contract or force your employees into making medical decisions that they don't want to make. If you want to do business with the federal government, vaccinate your workforce. And tonight, I'm removing one of the last remaining obstacles that make it difficult for you to get vaccinated. The Department of Labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated. No one how many how many times is he going to come up with this whole shtick of we're giving paid time off to get vaccinated? No, it takes about 10 minutes to get vaccinated. So we're going to pay you for that 10 minutes. He's been saying this over and over, but he's acting like I'm just now removing the last hurdle. We're going to pay people to get vaccinated. One should lose pay in order to get vaccinated or take a loved one to get vaccinated. Today, how many people do you think if they if, if it counts for loved ones too? How many do you think are, are like, man, listen, listen, boss, I got a big family. None of them have vehicles. None of them have the ability to get to Publix. So I, I'm gonna um I'm gonna take the next two months off, and I'm gonna spend each day taking family to go get the vaccine. So I'm glad you understand. Um, you know, if if you got a problem with that, you can just you just talk to the president. In total. The vaccine requirements in my plan will affect about 100 million Americans, two-thirds of all workers. And for other sectors, I issue this appeal to those of you running large entertainment venues, from sports arenas to concert venues to movie theaters, please require folks to get vaccinated or show a negative test as a condition of entry. Notice he didn't mandate that one. He didn't speak of a mandate for sports venues and entertainment venues. But he's highly encouraging it. And it would not surprise me if a lot of these venues go along with just that. He, he, he hides it under this disguise of, well, if you don't want to get a vaccine, there's another choice. You can just take a COVID test every day. Well, now he's going to pay for those COVID tests. You think your employer is going to pay for a COVID test every day as you come into work? You think? No? No? He's going to make you pay for it. You think these venues are going to pay for the COVID test? No. He knows it's not feasible to constantly take a COVID test to prove that you're negative. If anything, if we're going to do the business of testing every day to see if you're positive or negative, the people with the vaccines need to be tested. Because... They're spreading it too. Insanity. And by the way, um, Kim, uh, in the in the chat on Twitch, you know, we're doing the show live for those of you listening after the fact. We switched over to Thursday because we took Monday Labor Day off, and then Wednesday, yesterday, 
we got tied up out of town and couldn't make it. And then today, Joe Biden drops this bomb. So we decided to go ahead and do a show tonight. Well, then I have a Friday Night Live tomorrow night, uh, which is why nobody's probably going to watch this live because we just I didn't announce it or anything. So this is uh, <laughs> this is this is just how we do on Over the Line. Go on, Uncle Joe. What else you got to say? But to the nation's family physicians, pediatricians, GPs, general practitioners, you're the most trusted medical voice to your patients. If, if this was about vaccination and not about taking away freedom, why has the government not put the vaccines in the hands of people's family physicians? Of your doctor, okay? Because guess what? If you're going to a particular doctor over and over, it's because you trust that guy or that girl. You trust that doctor, and you've made a conscious decision to make that doctor your doctor or your family's doctor. Why are we not putting the vaccines in these doctor's offices and then allowing the doctor to talk to the patient, a doctor who knows the patient well, and say... It's a good or a bad idea for you to get a vaccine. And if you would like it, I can administer one right now. You can still keep them at Walgreens and CVS and everywhere else. And the people that want to go voluntarily get them with no idea what's going to happen to them, they can knock themselves out. But why, why can't average Americans talk to their personal doctors about it and let their personal doctor administer said vaccine why because it's not about getting people vaccinated they know see that's the thing they know that people are going to push back on this and that's why they're conducting business the way they are they see an opportunity they see an opportunity To instill fear, take away rights, and punish those who are insubordinate. Punish those who did not support the current administration. It was fascinating to me as I was reading through some comments. I think it was a Washington Post article. And uh, oh, what what was the what was the status? It was something about some celebrity or something talking about. Um, COVID and unvaccinated people are dumb or should die or whatever. Um, and I saw so many comments on there that were advocating for building camps. Building camps and putting unvaccinated people in these camps. They said, one guy said, we'll call it Trump's Jesus camp. And I couldn't help but think only in America can America's left, can America's Democrats call everyone they disagree with a Nazi and in the same breath advocate for concentration camps against their political enemies. Is there anything more ironic in 2021 than that? Literally. You're a Nazi, and I think you should be in a concentration camp. That's what they're saying. You may be the one person who can get someone to change their mind about being vaccinated. 
Tonight, I'm asking each of you to reach out to your unvaccinated patients over the next two weeks and make a personal appeal to them to get the shot. America needs your personal involvement in this critical effort. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. But just don't take it from me. Me. Listen to the voices of unvaccinated Americans who are lying in hospital beds, taking their final breath, saying, if only I'd gotten vaccinated. If only. It's a tragedy. My God, if I would have passed away from COVID and Joe Biden was using me as a political tool, weaponizing my death, to take away the freedoms and the freedom of choice in America. I swear, y'all, I would come back whatever it takes. I don't know if I'd have to get a hall pass from Jesus or what. But I would be like, Lord, I really, really need to go back to earth and haunt this guy as a ghost. Can we please do that? Please. <laughs> I wouldn't have it. I would be infuriated if it were one of my family members. Because that's all this is. Weaponization. And it's much deeper than all that, and I'll get into that in a moment. Please don't let it become yours. Second piece of my plan is continuing to protect the vaccinated. For the vast majority of you, who've gotten vaccinated. Oh, this should be absolutely precious. I understand your anger at those who haven't gotten vaccinated. Now, why, why, Joe, why are they angry at the unvaccinated? The only reason they could possibly be angry at the unvaccinated is because they love those unvaccinated people so much and they don't want them to get sick and die. Otherwise, what's the difference between a vaccinated and an unvaccinated person? I understand the anxiety about getting a breakthrough case. But as the science makes clear, if you're fully vaccinated, you're highly protected from severe illness. Watch how they paint this. He's like, you know, I understand your frustration with the unvaccinated. You're worried about uh, a breakthrough case. Painting this picture that the only way a vaccinated person can get sick or can catch COVID, which is false, um, is if an unvaccinated person gives it to them. Completely untrue. Doesn't matter where the virus comes from or who the host body is. You're going to catch it. If a vaccinated person gives you COVID and you're vaccinated, and it turns out to be a breakthrough case, it's not because of the person that gave it to you. It's because of the stupid vaccine you got. Pfizer is getting more breakthrough cases than anybody. Cases are surging in Israel. They almost had 100% vaccination. Israel did. 
Everybody's getting the vaccine over in Israel. Now they're having tons of breakthrough cases. The common denominator, Pfizer. They all took the Pfizer vaccine, which seems to be a little less effective than Joe Biden's putting it on to be. Even if you get COVID-19, in fact, recent data indicates there is only one confirmed positive case per 5,000 fully vaccinated Americans per day. Okay. That's just amongst people that are getting tested, right? Because if you don't test them, you don't know that they're positive. So how many vaccinated people actually do have the virus and are then ultimately spreading it? Anybody know? Anybody know? By the way, you want to know where this Delta variant came from? It came from the vaccine. When you get vaccinated and the virus enters a vaccinated person's body, it has to adapt in order to do its thing. So it ends up turning into a variant. And now the variant is wreaking havoc all across the country. And Joe Biden's lying saying it's all on the unvaccinated. You're as safe as possible. And we're doing everything we can to keep it that way. Keep it that way. Keep you safe. That's where boosters come in. The shots that give you even more protection than after your second shot. Now, I know there's been some confusion about boosters. None of this is true. Well, the, the booster shot gives you more, vaccine, more, more protection than the actual original vaccination does? How does that work? And if so, why are you not starting with a booster shot? (laughs) Why not skip the regular vaccine and go with the booster shot if you get more protection? Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. I know it probably seems like I'm beating a dead horse here, but again, I've never seen overreach like this from a government in the United States. There's been many places across the world that have gone through this, that have gone down this same exact path, verbatim. So we know how this ends. But how many people are going to recognize it's happening before it's too late? So let me be clear. Last month, our top government doctors announced an initial plan for booster shots for vaccinated Americans. They believe that the booster is likely to provide the highest level of protection yet. And guess what happened? Some of your top officials ended up resigning because they didn't like the fact that you were pushing the booster shots so freaking hard. Now, what is this? What what is behind this outside of stripping you of God-given freedoms? Because it's got to be deeper. It's always deeper. Well, we've watched Joe Biden's approval rating plummet at breakneck speed. The guy that was the most popular presidential candidate in history, garnering more votes than anybody else who's ever run for president. Eight months in, his numbers are tanking. What does that tell you? What only tells you one thing. And that is, there never was a most popular presidential candidate in history. 
That's a myth. You can't go from most popular to most hated that quickly, even with the horrible decisions you've made. You still wouldn't be in this bad of shape, even if what happened on November 3rd was free and fair. So it's a distraction. It's a distraction from the debacle in Afghanistan that is causing these poll numbers to plummet, causing this approval rating to literally crater, and doing it, as Kim says here, two days before 9-11, because 9-11's going to be a little awkward for Joe Biden. Joe Biden will be commemorating 9-11 while Americans are stuck in Afghanistan that he left over there. He left them like Joe Exotic leaving expired Walmart meat in a tiger's cage. He left them as the meat for the terrorists who want to kill these people. He's got to get people to stop talking about that. Because guess what? A year from now, we're going to be voting on who will be representing us in Congress. And if Joe Biden's approval ranking is tanking, and all these Democrats are forced to stick up for him and defend him, what do you think is going to happen on Election Day? It's not about vaccines, not even about mandates, although they do enjoy this. This is about distracting you from what happened in Afghanistan. There is a good, good chance that this is never going to see the light of day. Lawsuits are already being written up and filed. And as soon as Joe Biden signs an executive order, those lawsuits will go into effect. People all across this country will fight these mandates tooth and nail. And they know this. And they know there's a good chance that it'll never go anywhere. So why bring it up? Why even start the division in this country that you've already been promoting for eight months straight? Because he wants you to stop talking about Afghanistan. Forget about those Americans stranded over there. Forget about our 13 soldiers. Forget about all of it. No president in recent history has done something to damage themselves that bad. You've got the entirety of the media behind you. You've got the entirety of Hollywood behind you. Everybody on TV, the late night shows, everything, are on Joe Biden's side and is painting Joe Biden in a good light. And his numbers are still tanking. That's why I'm telling you the math doesn't add up, going from 81 million votes to eight months later, tanking approval rating, when literally every form of media supports you and makes you seem like the greatest president in history. 
You got all that support, and they're still tanking. That's why this is so important. It's all about midterms. Now, once midterms come and go, if Democrats are able to, at the very least, maintain the power they have now, they probably will go down a road that will forever damage this country. And I believe, I believe that this country will be unrecognizable in 2024. A lot can be done in two years. That's why 2022 is so important to them. Our government was constructed in a way, I I talked to Trish about this, constructed in a way to create a constant balancing act, if you will, for constantly going from one party to the other, right? So you don't have a party controlling everything and going too far in one direction. That if we go back and forth, we can stay somewhere in the middle. That'll all come to an end if Democrats, in fact, win next November. The Supreme Court will be turned upside down. States will be sued. Conservative states will be punished every day. You will be forced to get a vaccine and every six months a booster shot. You will have to carry around a vaccination card to go buy groceries, to ride in an Uber, to go to the movies, to go to work. This is dangerous. This is very dangerous. And I hope and I pray, pray so hard tonight that the people and the safeguards in place to stop moments like these, in fact, do their job. Trump's appointees on the Supreme Court could be our saving grace. Little did we know. Little did we know as Trump appointed that third Supreme Court Justice, Amy Coney Barrett, that it would be the last line of defense in something like this. I'm passionate about this, man. I'm passionate about it. And it's tough. It's a tough issue to tackle. Because I, like almost everyone else that is unvaccinated, don't see a problem with the vaccine. Don't see a problem with people getting the vaccine. As we all know, people we love and we cherish that have it, that have gotten it. I know people that said they weren't going to get it and now have it. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's the force It's the mandate. It's the do as I say or we will take away your ability to do anything. We will suck every ounce of enjoyment out of your life and make it a living hell if you don't do what we say. 
And that's what's scary about this. I hope people don't put up with it. I really do. I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers to 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 give you, to tell you what has to be done to stop this. But I know America is fed up on several fronts with this administration. Go back and, and look at what happened over the weekend on college campuses all across the country. Football games all across the country, bars, concerts, the crowds were chanting F Joe Biden over and over. F Joe Biden in unison because he is such a disgusting human being. And he is such a danger to this country. In case you didn't see what happened at these college football games over the weekend, I'll give you a little taste here. Let me see if I can find one. Well, it seems everybody's just playing the audio and don't actually have the video of it. I figured, uh... Oh, here we go. Here's a perfect example of what happened over the weekend. Again, bars, restaurants... College football games. It was happening literally everywhere. Fuck Joe Biden was the anthem this weekend. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. I love it. God bless Texas A&M. And even though this is obviously graphic language and we try our best not to play graphic language on this show, it's just to accentuate a point that this was, in fact, going on all over the country. And and it should be encouraging to you guys that these chants were coming from the generation that we assume is currently being brainwashed by critical race theory and systematic racism classes. The brainwashing that they're doing on these college campuses are obviously not working as they planned because these kids are fighting back, and God bless them. God bless them. Other instances... I saw Joe Biden showing up in, it was either New Orleans or it was, um, 
what was it? Louisiana for Hurricane Ida, um, you know, surveying the damage. Let me see if I can find that. Louisiana and New Jersey. And see if... Uh, people yell at Biden, Louisiana. Maybe that's it. And... Now, it looks like I'm not going to find it. Of course, I'm looking on YouTube, so I wouldn't expect anything less. But uh, people were lining up out there as Joe Biden arrived to scream at him, to, to call him a traitor, to tell him how awful he is as a president and how he's betrayed this country and he's betrayed Americans. There was one point where the motorcade was driving down the highway and there were some linemen or some sort of uh, recovery effort workers, and they stood in a line along the highway and turned their back to the president as he passed. That's not the response a guy who got 81 million votes gets. From Louisiana to New Jersey, Joe Biden is one of the most hated men in this country right now. And I'm sure he's oblivious to it. I'm sure they hide it from him. Because we know how Joe Biden acts when he gets pushed back on. He gets all out of sorts. But people are sick of it. And I hope they keep that same passion when it comes to this as they do about Afghanistan. Not to dismiss Afghanistan. Because if there's any reason to be pissed off, to be one pissed off American, that's it. Afghanistan. This vaccine mandate is just icing on the cake. Whew. I'm glad I came on here tonight and did this show for you guys because... It was up in the air for a moment, but I said, you know what? We got to get it. We hadn't done one all week. And the good news is we'll have a Friday Night Live tomorrow night. Um, I am, however, debating. Well, let me let me make two points real quick. First, I need to remind you about my lovely friends at VaporForge. And, and VaporForge, I want, you to, I want you to say a prayer for the guys at VaporForge. And, and listen to me why you need to do that. The FDA made the decision today that they, they were going to move forward with banning what they're calling flavored e-cigarettes. Now, what they mean by that is they are banning all vapes from all companies, juices, devices, whatever. They say it's just flavored vapes, but all vapes have a flavor, so it's all of them. This is going to do possibly irreversible damage to VaporForge. As this is their bread and butter, their mission has been get people off of cigarettes, save lives, stop watching people fall victim to lung cancer. And now our government and the bureaucrats in the FDA have gone after this company and thousands and thousands of others 
to put them out of business for one reason and one reason only, that they are in the back pocket of big tobacco. They are literally making this decision so you will go back to smoking cigarettes. I know it sounds crazy, but think about it. Think about it. Sick people generate money. So it's not just the the tobacco companies giving them money. It's the pharmaceutical companies. The ones that make tons and tons of money from sick people, from chemo, treating people with lung cancer. They've got a very vested interest in making sure people are not using a healthy alternative. And that's where this comes from. So, do this. If you, if you can go by Vapor Forge and check them out, show them some support, um, please do so. Run by there, spend a little bit of money, do whatever. If you can't, shoot them a message on social media, call the shop tomorrow, and tell them, hey, I'm a listener of Over the Line, and I wanted y'all to know that we're praying for you guys with these new... Um, regulations where they're trying to put y'all out of business just know we support you that would mean the world to those guys if y'all did that give them a call tomorrow uh they're open from nine to nine i believe 9 a.m to 9 p.m uh and and if you can't do any of those just pray for those guys because every one of them are good guys you're not just talking about tony who owns the store and it's his livelihood but you're talking about several employees it's their livelihood. Their ability to feed their family is on the line because of decisions from the FDA in banning things that do not harm people in any way, shape, or form. There's no scientific proof to back this up at all. Also, you know about this. Patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who, if you've got the ability to give to this show, do it. You donate money. It goes back into the show, and uh, we will view you as a very special member of the Over the Line family. Several of you guys already do that. Kim is one of them, and we appreciate Kim so, so much. Uh, but that's Andrew, uh, patreon.com slash Andrew McLean Who, or you can just go to linktree.com slash Andrew McLean Who, and you've got all the links for everything you need there. All right, couple quick notes before I get out of here. Two things. Ready? I think I said two things earlier, so I actually meant three things. But um, a shout out to a listener, and I'm not going to mention his name because I think he said not to mention his name um, because he just did this for me as a favor. If he if he said I can say his name, I'll say it later. But this beef jerky. Is made locally here in Alabama, and it is the absolute bomb. I talked about it one night on the show when he sent us the first package, but he just sent us another, and he made a new batch, a new flavor, and this flavor is the spiciest he's made to date. And want to guess what it's called? He named it Over the Line. That's right, baby. And this stuff, man, this smells so good. Smell so good. Uh, and then last but not least, and I'm trying to debate whether or not I'm going to do this tonight or wait till tomorrow's Friday Night Live. 
uh, because after this show, I'm going live on TikTok. If you guys are on TikTok, be on the lookout for me being live on TikTok. I'm going to be there just kind of chatting a behind-the-scenes deal. We have officially acquired the new one-chip challenge from Pocky, and I technically have two of them. We had to order them from Amazon, but as you see right here, one Carolina Reaper chip that is the hottest chip on the planet. Again, I debated on eating that tonight on TikTok, and since I got two of them, I guess I technically could, but I may do this on tomorrow night's Friday Night Live. So if you're able to catch Friday Night Live, I highly encourage you to do that. We'll start right at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. That's 8 o'clock Eastern. It'll be right here on Twitch. We're not approved to get back on Facebook yet, so make sure you're, uh, you're following uh, OTL Show on Twitch. Name is OTL Show, and uh, uh, hook us up. We'd appreciate that. We do. And uh, we love y'all a long time. Love y'all a long time. Y'all are so, so good to us, so gracious. And if it weren't for y'all, we wouldn't be doing this show. Even when we have a night like tonight where nobody really shows up and watches the show live, that's okay. You can go back and you can hear it on the backside. But even when there's just a couple of y'all in here or there's a couple of hundred of y'all in here, it's the same difference to us. We're glad we can get on here, do what we love and help get the word out. So, I'm out of here. Y'all be good. Y'all get ready for me and Trish tomorrow night, Friday Night Live. You're going to love it. Y'all ain't seen Trish in a minute. And uh, remember, keep fighting the fight. Do not give in to this tyrannical government. Because they're not going to give in to you. You can't give in to them. Until next time, see you, cuz.